I was so nervous. Uh, I just, I, I told them like, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. Um, and I told them like, it yeah. sounds like 90 day fiance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told them, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. Uh, you and there's so much better in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. Welcome to Riffin' Bits. Mucho gusto, Andre. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Stupid. Should never be allowed to speak. Yeah, this is a podcast where we exchange jokes. Mike and I just trade these like silly little ideas back and forth of like stuff we see in the grocery store, and we write jokes about it last minute. Figured we'd take it public and actually get some ideas from you guys that we can write some jokes on. Yeah, and we will be reading them on air at the end of each episode, so please send us some stuff. Stay tuned for the end. It's a short enough podcast. You can burn 30 minutes. That's a good shit for some people. Yep. <laughs> for you to contact us, you'll need our social media, so that's Riffin' Bits on any platform, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Gmail, even, R-I-F-F-I-N-B-I-T-S. That's at Riffin' Bits. Um, Please so yeah. interact with us. <laughs> Ball is in your court. So, Andre, our uh, the prompt we had sent each other uh, this past week was non-microwavable paper plates. Andre, do you have any jokes about non-microwavable paper plates? Uh, yes. Hold on one second. That's the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) The vaccine just sent Andre an alert (laughs) to his phone. (laughs) Yes, you need one. You Um, need one. No, I don't. I'm pretty sure I got it in January. (laughs) Last January. Did you know that there's a difference between microwavable and non-microwavable paper plates? That's such a nice way to say, don't heat this up or it'll kill you. Uh, why would you ever make an option that's not edible when the point is to eat things? <laughs> that's like having a condom made out of cum. <laughs> it's like, yes, I compared death and creating life. The whole point is that it goes in your mouth. <laughs> my first thing is just sex or death. So. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I like my, uh, that there are non-microwavable paper plates because it makes me think a microwave isn't toxic. It's just the plates. I'm going to start using the bad ones because I'm a smoker and I'd like to die of something unexpected. <laughs> like, he didn't die of cancer. What was it? Leftovers. Ah. <laughs> that's a really good line. Yeah, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a really good ending. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was my uh, last-minute joke on paper plates. No, I really like that. kind of focused um, a lot on the cancerous or other damaging radioactive parts yeah cancer is like on the forefront of my mind right now so is it really what's a little bit i feel like at this point i've been smoking for over 20 years okay and yeah that'll do it and i think that's that's good enough yeah even if i was eating but i wasn't eating healthy and now i'm like trying to be healthy and but i'm poor (laughs) i'm like why do i have to choose cancer or food (laughs) yeah right so anyways mike uh what what do you got on paper plates seeing a paper plate has a different effect on you as an adult when you're a kid a paper plate meant a pizza party or you're about to do some arts and crafts as an adult a paper plate just means you can't afford your own set of dishes (laughs) so it's a short little thing focusing on the poverty aspect of owning a paper plate yeah you essentially wrote the joke of my life. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. 
one thing I was thinking about when I was writing it was um, I was trying to add like a tag in there, mm. like focusing on a specific art or craft that's particularly funny that you would oh, do right. with the paper plate. Um, yeah, yeah, I just like, couldn't I couldn't think of anything when I was when I was writing it. But yeah, we uh, all tend to black out kindergarten because yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> for various I, reasons. But as yeah. you were thinking, because I, I was thinking the same thing, I was like, this is like, isn't this thing? Don't kids use paper plates for like arts and crafts and shit? Yeah, like for like making masks and right. like pilgrim hats and shit. And I then think. I was trying to think like, what are the what do they do with it? And I was like, I think we glued spaghetti to them. Everything you do with a oh, paper yeah. plate. There's macaroni involved. Yeah, everything up until you're an adult with a paper plate is essentially arts and crafts. Yeah. You never consider it as even a tool like for what it's intended. Yeah. (laughs) We invented fire, and then we invented paper plates. But yeah, if you tag, I feel like if you run through a cycle, just figure out, I don't know, talk to a kid or something. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, kid, come here. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta ask you a question about just, paper plates. Just go, it might be a little tough now with all the the playgrounds closed, but <laughs> yeah, with all the playgrounds closed, you might look even creepier. Yeah, yeah, um, just hanging out smoking cigarettes, like, hey, kid. Yeah, do you? You've got like a sibling or something? Do they have kids? No. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure one of our friends has knocked someone up that you can ask. Yeah. Like, what do kids do with paper plates? Yeah. And then write <laughs> write those things down and yeah. pretend that you made up made them up. <laughs> there we go. Just like any good craftsman. I also, I do like that. Um, yeah, you can probably get really silly with that since it is a joke about poverty. You can probably make that part, like, you highlight the fact that that's like a darker thing, but then silly it up. Yeah. Um, I feel like the juxtaposition of that actually is pretty cool. Yo, thanks, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, no, that's uh, that's one of the things I was kind of going for when I was writing it. Kind of the that juxtaposition makes a little bit adds a little bit to it. I think. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> <laughs> they are they're they're chasms apart. Yeah. <laughs> I do have this this like uh, this other bit I'm working on. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's. It makes me think that I'm like, because I'm reading in the middle of Jerry Seinfeld's new book out now, mm. um, and it makes me think that I'm reading like uh, too much Seinfeld because it's like one of those "Did you ever notice?" kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a, an observational check yeah. in their act. Okay, <laughs> cool. That makes this okay. Now. <laughs> I'm gonna as long I'm, as that's the only thing you took is the the "Did you notice?" <laughs> yeah, that's the only part I I took. So. Um, <laughs> The joke is, uh, did you ever notice that when someone ends a statement with makes you think, it's never preceded by anything that actually makes you think? <laughs> In fact, it empties your mind of all thoughts. It's the closest you'll ever get to achieving a true state of Zen, a blissful <laughs> moment of respite from the barrage of other pointless thoughts. And uh, that's it. Yeah, that's, re- <laughs> that's relatable. I, yeah. did like, I did like the idea of, like, just in general in your act when you start a, a silly observational thing that it's like a version of Seinfeld that's about to do something dark. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Um, yeah. No, yeah. That, well, that's, that's a relatable bit. I, um, I, I would add like examples maybe of, yeah. of, of a thing like where the more like, or maybe like keep, keep heightening it a little bit. Cause I, I that's a really relatable thing. I think most okay. people, as soon as, someone's like gonna obviously give you that just their opinions on something yeah you shut down <laughs> right so and it, there is like sort of like 
this mind blanky thing. Yeah. But so, I I would say like to to silly it up a little bit like with an example or okay. something like that. Well, it's kind of like the same thing that happens when it's like you look at your phone to check what time it is and then somebody asks you what time it is and you have no fucking idea what time it actually is and you have to look again like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, cuz uh, you didn't actually process you it. You didn't process the information. You actually just yeah. looked at your phone for the time as a way to break eye contact with the person who's giving you an ear beating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's uh yeah, I mean yeah, and especially here in the Midwest, very relatable uh jokes about ear beatings. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and the fact that you can do it without being bitter is a testament to your joke writing. Oh, well, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm still trying to work that out. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening to Riffin Bits. Send us your jokes or joke prompts at Riffinbits, that's R-I-F-F-I-N-B-I-T-S at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or Gmail at Riffinbits at gmail.com. Like us, follow us, and give us five stars. Now back to the show. Do you, do you have anything else you're working on right now? So, well, okay, so I don't, you know that I've been like obsessed with the JFK assassination conspiracy forever. It's a really hack thing. Speaking and, of your beatings. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, did you just find Zen? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Andre's talking about JFK again. Time to check out. Yeah, yeah. this is a good time to start planning the rest of your year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's the the point of the joke is to actually not go, not be like the typical ear beating person about it. Uh, And essentially just so kind of pull the audience like, you know, who do you think killed JFK? You know, whatever. And then I think JFK killed himself. (laughs) You know, it's like I've looked into it at this point. It was like he was depressed. He was in pain. He was on medication. It was like you (laughs) you made enemies with the military and then you rode with the top down. It's like (laughs) that that is clearly a suicidal act. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I kind of wanted to silly it up with a, a little bit of my Boston accent is shit. I mean, it's oh like, yeah, it's like fucking Bobby's fucking Maryland right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really, the the whole point of that was a, I'm obsessed with the conspiracy, and b, just to get to a point where really the point was a setup to do a joke of, uh, that like women always say that guys can't understand the pain of childbirth; that it's the most mm. painful thing that we've ever experienced, as if. We've never played a contact sport or gone gone to war. Yeah, <laughs> like because I was just thinking about JFK. Actually, like literally, like so I have I have a back pain, and there uh-huh. are times where I can't have sex because of that <laughs> back pain. And I'm thinking about JFK <laughs> being like having Marilyn Monroe right in front of him, being like. <laughs> Marilyn, sorry, right now, just the back is yeah. the back is too fucked. You're gonna have to go down to Bobby's room. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like that would make me want to kill myself. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but you can't go out like a coward, so you have to orchestrate this elaborate scheme. Oh my god! So you're setting up. Yeah. Okay. So this is a complex joke because you're setting up your own alternate conspiracy theory that JFK uh, killed himself through this elaborate thing. Okay, yes. that's that's actually boy, it's it's. Because no one wants to hear about it, but I thought if I could also find a way to pepper in like how I relate to it and yeah. this whole other th- kind of social thing too. Definitely <laughs> put in the part how you relate to it, how like you know you have the back pain and stuff too. Cause yeah, I, yeah, definitely I put that in. Probably need to move that back or f- further up in the joke, like sooner, maybe when I'm talking about JFK's back stuff. Yeah, definitely like, throw it in there rather than like a separate, a whole separate thing. Yeah, yeah, I would say definitely put it in there, like. Because you could 
even add like a quick little tag as like an aside yeah. just right there at the beginning just to kind of get them on board with it right up top yeah on this is like uh so i think on the, like I, J, I think jfk killed himself and i know why or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah try to I, I the only thing i would say was yeah maybe try to get into the meat of it quicker yeah yeah that's the yeah yeah. <laughs> with everything this is the last episode of riffing this with mike and andre first no and no last. no that's yeah. the, I, the the problem is is like that's i i if there's anything that should be written on the inside of my eyeballs and like on all the walls in my apartment it's, it's get to the point <laughs> yeah because that's a really interesting little like logic route you have them followed with you on the joke yeah because it's been the jfk thing's been explored a million times over the thing is i'm so obsessed with it that i feel like i almost have to get some some joke out of it yeah well yeah because it's something it's something about well it's not about you but it's like but something that's a part of you so it does make it like a in a way some kind of like personal bit yeah and then, uh, yeah, and if I can back end it and the bitching about my knee surgeries and stuff yeah. like that, then, because that, that was really the point. It was really, I just wanted to bitch about that and be like, you know, it's like after knee surgery, they put your leg in a machine to keep moving it so it doesn't Jesus. get stiff. And I was like, have, after giving birth, has anyone put your pussy in a fucking machine to keep it moving? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, <laughs> may, you may lose some women audience yeah. members with this. But, no, I'm going to cut this out. But <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not, I don't mean for the podcast. I mean for the joke. Uh, well, yeah, I do. I wanted to kind of build to that a little okay. bit more and, and sort of like not, not be so essentially aggressive about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying don't it's, be aggressive about it. Cause I think like the have worst you ever had to relearn how to walk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe well, a, cu- a couple. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first thing, I mean the, the, uh, thing you don't want to have, you, like you don't want to necessarily. Well, I don't I know. know I gotta silly it up is really the thing because it's on the one where I get to some with some of the personal experience comedy just with myself and when I'm watching it is that the jokes are too tied to personal experience, mm. ra- and to reality where it's like not the truth isn't always the funniest thing. That's yeah. the best thing, but I I feel like this joke is I'm going so many places and saying a kind of shit that it needs it needs balance with silliness yeah and i'm kind of backtracking on my own advice a little bit because i think the worst thing would be to kind of flounder somewhere in the middle necessarily which is what i do Mm. um a lot of the times where i'm just trying not to piss people off uh but like if you're gonna dig in maybe just dig in yeah i maybe i've gotten that note from a few people where i i have essentially i'll set up information at the front of an end of a joke and start panicking that I'm not getting laughs mm-hmm. and start going into joke mode, but miss some of the important information. And people were like, no, 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 you weren't getting laughs because people were paying attention. Yeah. So you have to finish that thought and then, the, and then get to the stuff. But I have to just preach to myself to not panic yeah. in those moments of silence and not always think I'm bombing. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like maybe they're actually paying attention. Yeah. If you can get them to pay attention, that's like 90% of comedy stuff. I got to see uh, Sam Morrill virtually at uh, Nowhere Comedy Club. That's like a vir- they do like virtual shows and stuff. They've done a bunch of people, um, but Sam Morrill was basically working out new material. He killed man, and you know it was one thing, and he I kind of killed on Zoom. Killed on, well, killed on Zoom, but like he he but he jet like if he had done that in a club, he would have crushed. Well, can you like hear the other people 
laughing like yeah. okay oh really yeah wild yeah so it was it was actually like it was legit uh in terms of like you know hearing laughter and it's not just some guy talking at us yeah no it was it was it was legit <laughs> okay um i got to meet him after the show i wish i could remember more of the jokes he did but like if you go on like one more drink with mark norman and sam Marill on youtube they some of the stuff he was working out on there, he actually did at the Zoom show. It was really cool. Um, had you seen that material before, or did you go back after the fact? I had seen it because I've been watching One More Drink every week when it comes out. Gotcha. Um, so so some of it, some of it, I saw. Some of it was just brand new. When you met Sam Marill virtually, did you tell him that you'd been stalking him for? A year? <laughs> Does he know? No, I'm pretty. The sure letters are from me, Sam. I'm the, sorry. The letters are from me. I'm sorry. No, I, I did actually, I did get to meet him, um, which was really cool. But, you know, pretty much like there was like this after the show, there was like a separate room they had set up to do this, like a separate virtual room that mm -hmm. is. Um, and like two thirds of the people that were in that, like stayed after the show for the meet and greet uh, were like comics. OK, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And so like two thirds, like all of the people who were there. um who were comics were just like asking him joke or asking him questions uh when it was their turn like well, you know what's it like to be you know a comic or just like different questions about like doing festivals or or all this kind of real like some really good information he gave out he seems to be pretty generous like you mean and he was really he was really generous yeah. with his time and he was really like giving sincere answers so it wasn't it wasn't just like you know he's probably been asked a lot of these questions like a hundred times probably but, every time probably <laughs> every time but um but yeah, so so when it came to my turn, um, I was so nervous. Uh, I just I I told them like I can't believe I'm talking to you right now, um, and I told them like this yeah. sounds like 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told them I was just like I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. Uh, you and look so much better in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like a hundred questions I could ask you about being a comic, but what I really want to ask you is if you think the Bulls can take the eighth seed. <laughs> And he laughed. He got a he got a good laugh out of that. Yeah, we he's talked a basketball about, guy, right? Yeah, he's a big basketball guy. So we talked. We then kind of went back and forth about basketball and stuff for a little yeah, bit. Good on. No, that's. I think that takes a lot of reservation to actually do that because all of us just think that we're probably going to impress a comic with our drive and all of that. And it's like, no, he probably just wants to talk about basketball for a little bit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he does. I mean, sure he gets, and he, like I said, like he was super nice to all the other comics and right. like, he was super, super generous with his time and with his, um, with his like information and stuff like that. But I just figured I'd ask him. What, what was his take? Are they, are they going to make the eight? He said, absolutely not. No, <laughs> I do. I love how, but that's... he's a delusional Knicks fan. So whatever. Oh, Jesus, that's a terrible place to be. Yeah. That's... Can you even be delusional if there's, no hope. Yeah, well, Spike Lee does it, so. I just love the fact that for Bulls fans, your the height of your expectation is maybe making the eighth seed and getting bounced in a first round. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> like, much it. Yeah, it's, yeah. But we're rebuilding. I'm not going to go on a huge rant about the Bulls right now, but we, the future, I think, is going to be bright. Yeah, that. sure. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> actually, have you ever heard of Dina Hashem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's like a friend of his, and she opened for him. And I'm a big fan of hers as well, too. So it was like getting two great. I wish we were related, but yeah, no, just... right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like getting two great comics for the price of one. It was yeah, it was that's... really awesome, awesome night. She killed. Oh um, man, 
But uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much what I did this weekend. What nice. uh, what's up with you? Uh, I I pissed some uh, off some some guys in my neighborhood, <laughs> 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 and and realized how useless I am at defending myself. Um, <laughs> I went to go buy a pack of uh, rolling tobacco, and there was a guy just hanging out by the register that I knew was gonna hit me up for money, and he did as I was buying it and he, but he asked me for five dollars and I kind of got spicy with my answer because it was such a high he was yeah. like can I have five and I was like no good <laughs> and he was like why you got to say it like that and I was like because I'm fucking broke He's yeah like, you don't look broke and I was like just because I wear clothes well I'm skinny so yeah. they fit me like a model but that doesn't I'm hungry not yeah. actually trying yeah so <laughs> As soon as I get home, I realize I had to go back to the grocery store. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, he's, like, screaming at me as I'm leaving the store. Of course. So I realize I had to go back to the grocery store, which is right next to this kiosk. Uh, so I'm like, all right, it's dark. I need something to defend myself. And I thought about taking a knife. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, if that gets taken away from me, it can get used against me. Yeah. So I, like, rummaged through my silverware drawer and got a metal, tiny metal fork. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, because at least if this gets taken away and used against me, I, yeah. f- I feel like I can take it. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to eat a salad. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it didn't dawn on me until, like, I'm in the grocery store. I'm like, how good of a self-defense weapon is it if I can survive? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not it's just the most ridiculous thing. Um, so now I'm just forging. Uh, my little hobby is, is forging. So I've been yeah. making these decorative keychain leaves that also double as brass knuckle knives. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, they'll be on Etsy soon and probably legal. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I keep having, like, hand-to-hand contact with the homeless, which I'm really... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you keep breaking I, I gotta stop the doing cardinal that. rule. You've been homeless. You know... I know. <laughs> You know what not, you know where they've been. <laughs> well, I figure, you know, like that way I've got their germs and now they've touched my hand. So they've definitely got my cum on them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. See, that's why I washed my hands before quarantine. Yeah. I knew. <laughs> oh, sad comics don't trust their hands. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the headline uh, I have chosen is when galaxies collide, Hubble showcases six magnificent galaxy mergers. And basically the article is just um, uh, showing different slides and pictures of galaxies combining. Uh, This is to study star formation in uh, newer and older galaxies when they collide. Sweet. All right, so what'd you write? I thought this merger was supposed to go smoothly and they've already laid off half of accounting. (laughs) That was just my joke. I wrote a couple on that one. I just uh, I like how like we're watching universes fuck. Uh, we're the uni- <laughs> we're the universes voyeurs. Uh, like, what if one of the telescopes is peeping into an alien chick's window, and that's why we haven't found out? <laughs> <laughs> like, not because we can't handle that there are other life forms. It's because the uh, like alien chicks are hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who discovered them died jacking himself dry. <laughs> <laughs> like they found him drawn the skeleton of this dude the the government said like the public can never know they can never they can't handle this kind of information you <laughs> you heard it here folks first folks <laughs> alien women are hot as hell yeah i think there's a jim carrey movie about that <laughs> <laughs> oh
Okay. <laughs> I think it's like called Earth Girls Are Easy. Jeff Goldblum's in it. Marlon Wayans. Or <laughs> God damn, that sounds like a hell of a cast. <laughs> <laughs> and Gina Davis. I think it's they're all of their first movie, and you can tell. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to Blockbuster Video to pick that up. <laughs> that is. You can go to the one in Michigan left. Is there? Is there actually one, one left? There is. Michigan. Wow. Okay. Because I always thought, like, if I ever got a billion dollars, I would just open one Blockbuster. Just for yourself. Just, just for myself. Yeah. Just do one of those uh, Ellen DeGeneres things or something, where you just have it in the lobby of your own house. Yeah, <laughs> you, but you can and you staff it with employees so you can go down and have your own blockbuster. Yeah, experience. and then be really shitty to them. <laughs> yeah, be be shitty. Charge admission. There yeah. would be hipsters yes. that would pay yeah. to get in. Oh my god. Ugh, you fuck. could make you sell T-shirts. Yeah, a blockbuster T-shirts. Yeah, and uh, make a ton of money off yeah. of guys with mustaches. Not that there's anything wrong with mustaches. I have a mustache. Yeah, Andre has a porn stash, so. Hey folks, thanks for making it this far into the podcast. If we can ask you one more favor and it's give us a like or a follow on Twitter or Instagram and send us your joke prompts. Our handle is at RiffinBits, R-I-F-F-I-N-B-I-T-S. We'll make you famous. Thanks again for all the support. Now back to the show. I accidentally bought non-microwavable paper plates. It was kind of an eye-opening experience. I like the inflection. Very there's, yeah. I was just thinking... Yeah. You know, if you're already living large on the disposable plate lifestyle, <laughs> then you probably don't get to eat hot food unless it's coming out of a microwave. <laughs> but there I was just sitting in my apartment reading the phrase non-microwavable on a package of paper plates for the first time in my adult life. And I suddenly realized, holy shit. Things can actually get worse. <laughs> I still have further to fall. And I really didn't need that information when I was already seconds away from eating a pile of microwavable taquitos off of a paper plate for dinner. Uh, microwave taquitos are already, if you are unfamiliar, microwave taquitos are already so laden with preservatives and grease that they're basically just cigarettes that you eat. And there I was just staring down at a non-microwavable paper plate full of them. And they're just staring back up at me like, yeah, dude, it can get worse. Because now you've either got to eat us cold or microwave us on a paper towel. And I've microwaved <laughs> a lot of shit off of paper towels because the paper towels don't say anywhere on the packaging that they're non-microwavable. So uh, now that I'm thinking about it, though, uh, they probably didn't think that that was their responsibility to make that distinction. Uh, paper towels are for cleaning shit up, so you wouldn't, like, buy a mop bucket and get mad when you can't nuke hot pockets in it. Uh, I mean, I know, I know for damn sure that the people who make coffee filters don't think this shit is their problem, and I microwave shit off of those, like, all the time. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's it. That's the bit. Eat my ass. <laughs> Uh, I love the finishing touch. Yes, thank you, Nick. <laughs> we will definitely eat your ass. Great joke, by the way. Great joke. <laughs> thank you for submitting uh, at Nick's Not Funny 420. We'll be reaching out to comics, but also if people want to send us their stuff on Instagram, tag us, and uh, that way we can uh, do a reaction on the show. All right, folks, that's it for Riffin' Bits this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, Andre, where can the audience find you? 
Uh, that's uh, at Hashem for Comedy, F-O-R Comedy, on Instagram and Twitter. And you are? I am at Mike Pickerel, P-I-C-K-E-R-L, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Nice. Straightforward, hard to confuse. Yes. But most importantly, uh, follow us on any social media platform at Riffin Bits, R-I-F-F. I am. Nice. That was, that was like a barbershop quartet. There. Yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> harmonies to end it. We're almost there. We're missing. I got the low. You got like sort of like the middle rasp. There's I'm, a rasp. Yeah. Is there a rasp in a barbershop <laughs> quartet? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just who's, who's got our mid-range cover? <laughs> yeah.